Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Thank you so much for listening to this teaching. We're going to talk about the principles of how to help our brother and sister in Christ to be baptized with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. This is the second part of this teaching. I want to make sure that you listen to the first part so you understand some basic concerning the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that you teach us, you love us, you feed us with good spiritual food. Lord, we don't want to be a weak Christian. We want to be a strong Christian and we want to serve you. We want to be a part of preaching the gospel, building your kingdom, building your church and helping other people to grow spiritually, making disciples, Father. Use us, anoint us, Lord. And in this lesson, we can understand more about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In the first session, we learned that baptism with the Holy Spirit is the command of the Lord Jesus Christ to every believer. Baptism with the Holy Spirit will bring power to the believers so that they can preach Jesus and they can walk a victorious life. Baptism with the Holy Spirit is the first experience of being filled with the Holy Spirit. And the sign of being baptized with the Holy Spirit or the being filled with the Holy Spirit the first time is speaking in tongues. Last time we learned that it's so wonderful to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has many ministries in our life and through our life. I would like to continue to talk about being baptized with the Holy Spirit. I would like to talk about the benefits of speaking in tongues. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4, a person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally, and, but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthened the entire church. That is from New Living Translation. From another translation, the Bible says, He who speaks in a tongue edifies or builds up himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. Speaking in tongue is the way that God gives to believers to build his own life up, to build his spirit up. Every Sunday, when I was driving to church, I would pray in tongues to edify myself. Because if I'm weak, I cannot minister to people. And I know I would have a long day because I get to the church around 9 a.m. And I leave the church by around 7 p.m. I need to be edified. I need the strength and the power from God. So God has given me 
this way of edifying myself. That is to pray in tongues. And you should do the same thing. You should edify yourself by praying in tongues on a daily basis. When we pray in tongues, we pray according to the perfect will of God, because the Holy Spirit gives us the words that we should pray, whether in human language or in the heavenly language. First Corinthians chapter fourteen, verse two: For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God; for no one understands him. However, in the spirit. He speaks mystery. When you pray in tongues, you speak something that you don't know with your own brain and your own mind and your own intellect. But what you pray is the mystery from God, but it's the will of God. This is the reason why I love to pray in tongues for my family, for my members, and for my work because I know when I pray in tongues. I pray according to the will of the Father, and miracles shall happen. Wonderful things, breakthroughs, and great things will happen, because my God is a God of miracle, and my God is a God of the breakthroughs and a God of victory. I would like to encourage you to pray in tongues more, because when you pray in tongues or you pray by the leading of the Holy Spirit, your prayers will be according to the will of the Heavenly Father. Not only that, when you pray in tongue, you will have more confidence that the Holy Spirit is dwelling in you. Acts chapter two verse four. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. When you pray in tongues, you know and you know and you have faith and confidence that the Holy Spirit is still. In you and on you and minister to you and minister through you, it's wonderful to have that confidence that you are not alone. You are not walking by yourself. You are not an orphan. You have the Spirit of God on the inside of you and on you, and He is working with you. It's so wonderful to have that confidence. Before I perform surgery. Or before I get to the preaching time behind the pulpit, or before I do anything, I pray in tongues so that I have confidence that God is with me. He's gonna guide me. The Holy Spirit will give me wisdom, anoint me, and give me success in what I'm doing. Not only that, we need the power from God to live a victorious life. We are human. We don't have power. We need the power from God. And when we pray in tongue, we know that we are hooked up to the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is working in us. And we know that He gives us power, so that we can accomplish what we need to do. Romans chapter eight verse twenty-six. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. He gives us strength. He gives us power. To pray and to do anything. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit pray for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. When you speak in tongues, you know that God is with you. He empowers you 
He guides you, and you are working in the spiritual realm with the Almighty God, the Creator of the universe. That is the Holy Spirit. Wow, it's wonderful. I love that. I love to walk with the Spirit of God. Praying in tongue help us to have confidence that I am working with God right now. He is with me right now, and He prayed through me right now. Not only that, praying in tongues builds up our faith. Jude chapter one verse twenty. But you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. My brother and sister, the measure of faith is so important. The more faith you have, the more victory you have, because we receive victory by walking by faith. I myself ask God to give me more faith every week. I want to have more faith, and I notice that since I have more faith, I see more miracles, guidance, breakthrough. I see more healings in the church. Wonderful! I want to have the faith. About ninety nine point nine percent of what Jesus had. <laughs> I want to have a big faith that moved the mountain. Praying in tongues is one way to really develop faith in our spirit. Speaking in tongues help us to prevent the work of the enemy that try to attack our mind. First Corinthians fourteen fourteen to fifteen. For if I pray in a tongue. My spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit, which means pray in tongues, and I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the spirit, and I will also sing with the understanding. So you can use your mind to pray in human language, but our mind is weak. And we can be deceived in our mind by the voice of the enemy. If you just depend on your mind, you may have some wrong understanding, wrong mindset, wrong attitude in your prayer. But when you pray in tongue, you work with the Holy Spirit, and you shut off your mind, and the Holy Spirit will pray for yourself, worship God, praise God, and pray for other people. And your spirit will take over with the Holy Spirit inside to be able to overcome any lies and deception of the enemy. It's so wonderful to really use your spirit to pray with the Holy Spirit in tongues. Praying in tongues help us to rest in the spirit. Isaiah twenty-eight verses eleven to twelve. Very well then. With foreign lips and strained tongues, God will speak to His people, to whom He said, "This is the resting place. Let the weary rest, and this is the place of repose." But they would not listen. The Bible says that when you pray in tongue, you can rest in the Lord. The worries will go away. The anxiety will go away. You know that you are praying according to the will of God. You know that miracles gonna happen. 
You know that the Spirit of God is at work right now. Breakthroughs will come. You can rest. You don't have to worry. You don't have to lose sleep. That's what happened to me many times in my life when I faced some difficult situations. I know I'm weak. I'm limited. I cannot handle that myself. I begin to pray in tongues, and I. Eventually, laugh in the Holy Spirit, and I know that victory have been given to me. I can sleep well. I know God gonna take care of this problem for me because I already asked God to deal with the situation according to His will by praying in tongues. Praying in tongues or speaking in tongues is the way of fully expressing our thanks to God. In First Corinthians chapter fourteen, fourteen to seventeen. For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit, and I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the spirit, and I will also sing with the understanding. Otherwise, if you bless with the spirit, how will he who occupies the place of uninformed say Amen? At your Giving of thanks, since he does not understand what you say, for you indeed give thanks well, but the other is not edified. The apostle Paul wrote these scriptures to encourage brothers and sisters in the church that they should be careful about speaking in tongues in the church, in the public meeting. Because people could not understand tongues, but the meaning of verse seventeen is this: What I try to say is this: When you pray in tongue, you give thanks and praise to God. Other people may not understand that you are giving thanks to God and you are praising God, but the heavenly Father understand you. So you can give thanks to God in English language or your human language in front of public. But when you want to give thanks to God, between you and God, you can pray in tongues to give thanks to God as well, and that will be wonderful. Speaking in tongues is a way of praising the Lord, giving thanks to God. Acts chapter ten verse forty-six. For they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. This brand new believer. They were Gentiles. They never learned about. Praise and worship in the church, when they were filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, the Bible said they were praising God at the same time. So speaking in tongues is the way to praise God as well. Wonderful to pray in tongue on a daily and regular basis. I want to encourage you after you are filled with the Holy Spirit and you can speak in tongue, please pray in tongue every day. Now the next question: How can we be baptized in the Holy Spirit? In fact, there are different ways that believers can receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Let us look at the Bible together, so we see how we can receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter two, verse four, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues. As the Spirit enabled them, Acts chapter ten, verse forty-four 
and 45. Why? Peter was still speaking these words. The Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word, and those of the circumcision who believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. These two passages of the Scripture tell us that the Gentile believers and the Jewish believers. Received the Holy Spirit directly from the Lord Jesus Christ in the upper room in the Book of Acts, chapter two. They were praying and worshiping God. Suddenly, the fire of God came on them, and they were baptized with the Holy Spirit. No one lay hand on them. In Acts chapter ten, while Peter was preaching, the Holy Spirit came down on them without. Any laying on of hand or any work of man, this happened to my wife. My wife, Pasada, came from Catholic background. She did not understand about the move of the Holy Spirit. Many Christian friends and pastors tried to teach her about being filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongue. She got lay hand on so many times, but nothing happened. But one day, she was driving her car. In Seattle, and she was talking to God. God, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Suddenly, the Holy Spirit came on her in the car, and she was driving, and she began to speak with other tongues. You see, God can directly fill the believer with the Holy Spirit without anybody involved there. But the Bible also talk about being baptized with Holy Spirit by the laying on of hands of The believers, Acts chapter eight, fourteen to sixteen. Now, when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who, when they had come down, pray for them. These two apostles lay hand on the new believers in Samaria, and pray for them, that they might receive the Holy Spirit, for as yet. He had fallen upon none of them; they had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. They were baptized only in water after they were born again. Acts chapter nineteen verse six: When Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. Acts chapter nine verses seventeen to eighteen: And Ananias went his way. And entered the house, and laying his hands on Paul, on Saul of him, he said, "Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you came, he sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit." Immediately, there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he received his sight at once, and he arose and was baptized. In all the scriptures, the believers in the early church time received the baptism with the Holy Spirit through the laying on of hands by another believer. Definitely, you need to ask God in prayer to baptize you with the Holy Spirit, so that Jesus Christ will baptize you. You need to ask Him. Luke chapter eleven verse thirteen. So, if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children. 
How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? You can see here that we need to ask, like my wife Pasada asked the Holy Spirit to filter in her car, and I asked the Holy Spirit to fill me too. In year 1983, I walk out to the altar, and a preacher, he is a doctor from England, lay hand on me, and I felt the power of God came upon my head. Pass into my heart, and I spoke in tongues. I received the Holy Spirit through the laying on of hand by that British doctor, but Pastor Da received the baptism with the Holy Spirit by herself by the grace of God. Amen. Every Christian should receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. God wants every Christian to receive the infilling and the baptism with the Holy Spirit. That's why He encouraged. All of us in Luke chapter 11 verse 13, that if we ask the heavenly Father, He will give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him. He said to you, "Ask. I want to give to you. That is my will for you to receive the baptism and the infilling of the Holy Spirit." In Acts chapter 2 verses 38 to 39, then Peter said to them, "Repent and let every one of you be baptized." In the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, which means the person of the Holy Spirit will come upon you. You shall be filled and baptized with the Holy Spirit. To be filled and baptized with the Holy Spirit is the promise of God to you. Verse thirty-nine: For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off. As many as the Lord our God will call. Now the next question. So it's God's will. It's a command of Jesus, and it's God's perfect will for every believer to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Next question: How can we help other believers to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit? The first step: We must make sure that. They are truly born again. They must truly repent, believe in Jesus, and born again. In Acts chapter 19, I read this story one more time. Verses one to six. While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples, but actually there were disciples. Of John the Baptist, and asked them, "Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed?" Paul thought that these men were born again Christians. That's why he asked the question, "Did you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit when you believed?" The answer: No, we have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. So Paul asked, "Then what baptism did you receive?" John's baptism. They replied, "Paul said, John baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him, that is in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. In other words, all these believers in Ephesus repented of their sin and gave their life to the Lord Jesus Christ. They became a real born again Christian, and now they were baptized in." To the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
they must be born again Christian first before they receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Verse six: When Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. So, number one, you make sure that people who come to you to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit are truly born again Christian. How? They must believe in the good news. Believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior. They repent of their sin. They invite Jesus Christ to come into their heart, and they want to walk with Jesus sincerely. Number two, you need to teach them what the Bible says about the baptism with the Holy Spirit, and encourage them to believe that they can receive this gift from God. They can receive from God by faith. That's why you need to teach them. You need to. Give them the lesson, or send them the link about the baptism with the Holy Spirit. They can listen, and you can answer them question. Every time, I wanted to pray for a group of people in my church or in the revival service in other parts of the world or other cities. I always explain about the baptism with the Holy Spirit first, so that they understand. And not only that, I even ask them. To invite Jesus Christ into their heart one more time to make sure that they're really born again, because I know that they can receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit if they have faith, and especially if they understand. James chapter one verses five to seven. If any one of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. This is why it's so important to teach, to explain, to build faith in their heart, so that when they ask God, the baptism with the Holy Spirit shall. Happen to their life. We should teach them to have the correct attitude toward being baptized with the Holy Spirit. What kind of attitude a Christian should have in receiving the baptism with the Holy Spirit? Number one, I'm talking about the heart attitude now. Number one, thirst for the Holy Spirit. John chapter seven, thirty-seven to thirty-nine. On the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, "If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the Scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believe in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given." Since Jesus had not yet been glorified, people who want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the infilling of the Holy Spirit again and again must come to God with hunger and thirst in their spirit. This is something that I need to stir up myself on a weekly basis. I'm thirsty for God. I'm hungry for God because we can. Be so familiar with the move of God, with the church, with the service, and we just drag our feet into the church. And oh, another Sunday, 
We should not do that. We should walk into the church with hunger, with the fervent in our heart, and we want to receive something from God today. And God gonna move. Amen. Matthew five six. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Thirst and hunger, very important attitude. Number two, desire to obey Jesus' command. That is to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. We should teach our brother and sister that they should not be lukewarm. They should not ignore this command of Jesus. We should not say, "Hey, if I receive, great. If I don't receive, it doesn't matter. What a big deal! No, it's a big deal because it will change your life." And the devil will be defeated. It's about life and death because you're going to have victory or you're going to be defeated. Depends on the power of the Holy Spirit. Ephesians chapter five, seventeen to nineteen. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. One of the wills of God for your life is to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Do not get drunk on wine. After he say. Okay, don't miss the will of God. Then he continue to talk about being filled with the Holy Spirit. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. So people need to understand that it's so important to be hungry and thirsty for the Spirit of God. It's the will of God. They need to come to God with that attitude, and they should not take the Spirit of God for granted. We need to help them to understand that the baptism with the Holy Spirit is not coming to them by their good deeds or by earning this gift. No, it's a free gift from God. They receive by faith, not by being a rich man. By being a Christian for a long time, having a title in the church, finishing the Bible school or seminary, or quoting all the scripture—no, it's free, and it's for every believer. Even the one-hour-old believer can receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter three, verse two. Let me ask you this one question: Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Of course not. You receive the Spirit because you believe the message you heard about Christ. So, the baptism with the Holy Spirit come to you by faith. We need to encourage them to have the attitude of faith and confidence that they will receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit when they ask God for the Holy Spirit. Let me read one more time. Luke chapter eleven, eleven to thirteen. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you, then being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit? To those who ask him, you can see here that 
the Father really wants to give the Holy Spirit, and our Christian brother and sister who ask the Father must have the confidence and faith that He will give the Holy Spirit to them for sure, because doubt will block the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. If our brother and sister have doubt, we need to help them to read the Scripture, to really build faith. Try to help them to get out of doubt and come into faith. Teach them that God is always ready to give them the Holy Spirit. God is willing to give them the Holy Spirit. They just need to ask Him, and they will definitely receive the Holy Spirit. We need to help them to realize that Jesus is the one who will baptize them, not man, not pastor like me. Jesus is faithful. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he will keep his words about giving the Holy Spirit to his people who ask him. Amen. Jesus is the one who baptized his people with the Holy Spirit. That is what the Book of John say in John chapter one verse thirty-three. So we must have confidence that Jesus is faithful and he will keep his word. Jesus is the one. Who baptized the believer with the Holy Spirit? The Book of John, chapter one, verse thirty-three, says so. And what they need to do to be baptized with the Holy Spirit is to ask God and receive the Holy Spirit by faith. Encourage your brother and sister to have faith and to yield to God, and when the Holy Spirit comes upon them. They will speak in tongues. In order to help your brother and sister to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you need to explain to them that speaking in tongues is the sign of receiving the Holy Spirit. Therefore, they should not be afraid of speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues come from God, not from evil spirit. We should encourage them and teach them that when they pray to receive the Holy Spirit. They should not speak in English or other human languages, which they know, because if they keep speaking in English or in their human language, that action will hinder them from speaking in tongues. They should concentrate on the Lord Jesus Christ and come to Him with a heart of surrender and worship. Surrender to Him wholeheartedly. Yield to Him. Don't be afraid. Don't be fearful. Don't be tense and preoccupied with how other people look at them and how other people think about them. They should not even focus on the pastor or on you who pray for them. They should keep their eyes on Jesus and ask Him to fill them with the Holy Spirit. And don't even worry about people around them at all. Focus on Jesus. The Holy Spirit will not move their mouth to speak in tongue. The Holy Spirit is like a gentleman. He will not force sound to come out from their mouth or their throats. Acts chapter two verse four say, all of them were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak. Who spoke here? Who spoke? The believers in the upper room. Not the Holy Spirit. They 
began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. From this verse, we can tell our brother and sister that the Holy Spirit did not speak for them. You need to speak. You need to produce voice from your mouth. But the Holy Spirit will give them the language and move their tongues later on. The Holy Spirit give them words so that they did not have to think about what to say. But they are the one who produce voices. They are the one who move their tongues and mouth and lips and take that action by faith. And the Holy Spirit will supernaturally give them the words to pray. We should tell our brother and sister when they speak in tongues, they should begin to make some sounds with their lips and their tongues. They should not fear or be uptight, but they should relax and start to speak by faith and just speak it out loud. Let it flow out. And God is going to give them a new tongue. The new tongue will be released clearly. It's like you jump into the water and swim. Don't hold back. Don't just step your foot into the ocean a little bit and think, should I jump in? No, they should jump into the ocean of God and let God take over. They open their mouth and speak out loud. They should not worry that they sound weird or they are crazy because other people don't understand them. No, don't worry about other people, ideas and opinions. You just speak like a baby, just come out. Like babies learn how to speak, they just come out. <laughs> I have a seven-month-old granddaughter right now. She's growing so fast. And when we see her, we say, la, 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 la. And we say, like this. And it's amazing. Our seven-month-old granddaughter will do, and she say, la, 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 la. Today, I just talked to her on the phone uh, with the video. And we say, bah! And she say, bah! Like us. It's amazing. Baby learn how to speak. And sometimes baby speak something like a senseless babbles from their mouths. When we pray in tongue, it's the same thing. We just speak out. Maybe two or three syllables. You don't understand. But we need to know that the words you don't understand come from God. And God take over and speak through our mouth. And we should exercise praying in tongue on a regular basis. And eventually more words to come as we Keep speaking and keep speaking. It's like baby at the beginning may say, Mama, Papa, eat. Only a few words. But as the baby grow and learn how to speak, more words will come out. Therefore, encourage your brother and sister. Even a few words from their mouth is okay. If they speak only a few words, if they are not in fear and they keep praying in tongues, eventually, more words will come out from their mouth as time goes by. The Holy Spirit will not force anyone to receive His power. Therefore, if they shut their mouth, they clamp their mouth, shut down, 
after praying, they will not be able to speak in tongues. If they let their mouths hang open without using their voices, they will not speak in tongues. They have to move their mouths, their lips, their tongues, let the voice come out from their throat, and then the Holy Spirit will take over. We should encourage our brother and sister to pray in tongues on a regular basis, and ask God for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes people receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit after they learn the lesson from you at home or in the car. But if possible, the pastor or the leader or you yourself lay hands on them. While you're laying on a hand on them, you keep praying in tongues in order to encourage them to focus on God. And we should continue to speak in tongues with them until they have received the Holy Spirit. We should not stop praying for them and speaking in tongues at the same time until they received the Holy Spirit. We don't want them to get discouraged. The devil is a liar. He is a deceiver. We need to encourage our brother and sister that the devil may try to speak to them that they are not good enough to receive from God. No, 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 no. It's not about good enough. It's about you want the Holy Spirit or not. Do you ask or not? Are you hungry or not? It's, about, it's not about your Bible knowledge or about how mature you are. We should encourage them to continue believing in God's promise as they wait in His presence. If they fail to receive, encourage them. We try again. We keep pressing in. We're going to pray again. We're going to lay hand on you again. Keep asking God like what my wife, Pasada, did many years ago. She keep asking God until she received the baptism with the Holy Spirit. After our brother and sister received the baptism with the Holy Spirit, we should give them advice so that they know how to really walk with God by the Holy Spirit. Number one, we should give them advice that they should pray in tongue every day. We should encourage them to pray in tongue maybe half an hour a day, an hour a day, or 50 minutes a day. And they should not go by feelings and emotions. They should go by faith. They pray in tongue by faith. They should not seek the emotional experiences. This is about faith. And if possible, they can join prayer meetings that brother and sister pray in tongues together. All the brother and sister come in and pray in tongues for a period of time together. We should encourage them that they have the ability and the freedom to start and to stop speaking in tongues at their own will. If they want to speak in tongues anytime, they can pray in tongues anytime and God will help them. But if they want to stop, they can stop anytime. God will never take away the supernatural ability to speak in tongues. And God will never force them. They can have the control over their own tongues. Like for me, sometimes I drive the car, I start to pray in tongues. Sometimes I look at the situation and I don't know what to pray, and I just pray in tongues. And I can stop anytime. And when they pray in tongues, they can be conscious. They are not sleeping or they are not in the trance 
or they don't have to act weird while they're praying in tongue. They can pray in tongue very quietly in their mouth, then no one can hear. Or they can pray in tongue out loud. They don't need to be in a weird feeling, or they have to be in the trance. They can be awake, alert, and they can pray in tongue anytime. Satan will often put doubts in the mind of the believers. The devil will say this way: "Are you crazy? What are you talking about here? You don't understand what you're talking about in tongues here. I don't think God understands you either." Satan will do this because he does not want you and me to edify ourselves by speaking in tongues. He knows that when we pray in tongues, we pray according to the will of God. Therefore, he tries to put doubt into our heart. We must resist the doubtful thoughts that come from the devil. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is not a sign of being a Fully mature Christian, baptism with the Holy Spirit is for even a brand new believer. Just accept Christ one minute ago, he can receive the Holy Spirit. Speaking in tongue is not a sign of spiritual maturity. Actually, it is just one of the initial steps into the Christian life. But it will help that Christian to grow faster, because the Holy Spirit begins to work. In them, Christians should not boast about this experience, but seek to grow in their knowledge of the Almighty God, and grow in the fruit of the Holy Spirit, to become more like Jesus Christ. Amen. Baptism with the Holy Spirit is about power. It's about the Holy Spirit helping us to live a victorious life. It's not about maturity at all. Some people may speak in tongue, but they are so immature. Receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit is not a formula that will cure everything in your life. You still face challenges and problems and some valley in your life or some setback, but you continue to stand in faith, walk with God, and keep praying in tongues. Christians must try to be balanced in their life, in everything that God tells them in the Bible. You should tell your brother and sister, your Christian life is not just about being filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. You still need to pray to God, talk to God. You still need to read the Bible. You need to walk faithfully in obedience and in intimacy with God and serving the Lord. Going to church, committing your life to the local church and to God, you need to follow what the Bible say. Christian life is not just about speaking in tongue, but we need to follow the whole Bible. Being a faithful Christian, giving, serving, walking with God, reading the Bible, listening to good teaching, and. Do all things that God call Christians to do. God gives every Christian the ability to speak in tongue when they receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit. But some Christians have the gift of speaking in tongues in the meeting, in public. You need to understand the difference between 
speaking in tongues as a sign of being baptized with the Holy Spirit, and also as a prayer language, and speaking in tongue as the prophecy in the meeting. Every Christian can receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit. Can receive the tongue language at the sign of being baptized with the Holy Spirit, and speaking in tongues from being baptized with the Holy Spirit. Praying in tongues is a way to self-edification and private prayer life. But prophesying in tongue is the way to edify the body of Christ, but must have the interpretation. Praying in tongue. As a personal prayer life, is for every believer. Every believer should pray in tongue. But prophesying in tongue or speaking in tongue in front of public is only for a few believers who have that gift. Not every believer has the gift of prophesying in tongue in the meeting. Amen. When you pray in tongue yourself, your private prayer in tongues. You don't need any interpretation, but when you speak in tongue at the microphone in the meeting, you need interpretation, because otherwise people don't understand what you're talking about. When we pray in tongues together in the prayer meeting, everybody can pray in tongue at the same time. But when believers want to speak in tongue as prophecy. To edify the body of Christ, the Bible say only two or three can speak in a meeting. Not everyone speak in tongues. First Corinthians chapter twelve verses two to eleven. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols. However, you were led. Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God called Jesus accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit; to another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit; to another, faith by the same Spirit; to another, gifts of healing by the same Spirit; to another, the working of miracles; to another, prophecy; to another, discerning of spirit; to another, different kinds of tongues. This is the one I want to emphasize. It's a gift to speaking different kinds of tongue in the meeting as prophecy to edify the brother and sister. It's not a personal prayer language, but to speak to the brother and sister or to the congregation. To another, the interpretation of tongues. Again, when you speak in tongues in public place or in the meeting, somebody need to interpret what you say, or you yourself interpret. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. Let me read another scripture: First Corinthians fourteen twenty-six and twenty-seven. 
How is it then, brethren? Whenever you come together, each of you has a psalm, has a teaching, has a tongue. You see, the apostle Paul said in the book of Corinthians that somebody will come with a tongue, with prophecy in tongues, has a revelation, has an interpretation. Let all things be done for edification. Again, we don't speak in tongue in the public place as a prophecy for boasting that I'm so good. Not for showing off, no, for edifying other people, building other people up. If anyone speaks in a tongue, let there be two, or at the most three, each in turn. So one at a time, come to the microphone, prophesy in tongue. One at a time. Not everyone speak at the same time. And not more than three people in one meeting, and let one interpret. That is a tongue language for prophecy. It's a gift of tongues. In conclusion, it's a command of Jesus for all of us to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. The sign of being baptized with the Holy Spirit is speaking in tongues. The Lord Jesus Christ is the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. We receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit by. Understanding what it means, having faith in the Word of God, coming to God with the right attitude—the attitude of faith, the attitude of yielding, the attitude of thirst and hunger—and we cooperate with God by speaking it out. Why the Holy Spirit come on us? We can either receive the Holy Spirit directly from God, from the Lord Jesus. Or we receive through the laying on of hands, and when we receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we open our mouth and speak out loud, and the Holy Spirit will give us the word to say. After that, we should pray in the Spirit or pray in tongues on a regular basis. But some of us may have the gift of speaking in tongues as prophecy in the church meeting. If that happen, only two or three max. Speaking in tongue in front of the congregation, but somebody need to interpret. That kind of speaking in tongue is different from personal tongues language. You pray to God, or you pray together as a group in tongues. I hope that my teaching is clear to you. I ask you to listen to these two lessons again and again until you fully understand the doctrine of baptism with the Holy Spirit. God bless you. Thank you for spending time with me. May the Lord fill you with the Holy Spirit, as first time, or again and again and again. May you become spiritual Christians who walk by the Spirit all the days of your life. Thank you, Lord, for loving us and sending your Holy Spirit to be our counselor, our helper, our comforter, our teacher, our guide, Lord. Lord, I pray that. Everyone who listen to this teaching will be baptized with the Holy Spirit and refilled with the Holy Spirit all the days of their life. In Jesus' name, Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this teaching. I loved you, and I believe that God has the best plan for your life. Thank you so much. We trust that this message is ministered to you. 
If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Thank you.